Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yes, it's Wednesday. We are here. The Mocha 2.0 boys are here to talk some NXT 2.0. And we're here to talk to the members and the Patreon backers for a good time. Wednesday. Jimmy Hart made an appearance. Bye, Jimmy. Thanks for coming. (laughs) Always got to start off the show with a little tune for y'all so y'all can know the difference between, you know, us and the rest of the Wrestle Talk boys. It is Mocha 2.0 time with Sat E as well as SP3. And we're here to talk some NXT 2.0. But this is the intro. Sat. You are not in your regular, uh, you know, backdrop, regular location. Are you still held hostage from earlier this week? Or, or are you you away? You look like you're you're in a nice, stable home now. You know what? Only people that watch our other show on Monday would know what you're insinuating that. Yes, I'm still in Cornwall. I'm in my usual uh, spare bedroom. Well, now my daughter's bedroom <laughs> doing the show. Uh, I'm here till Sunday and I'm making the best of a situation. I didn't pack a lot of things. I didn't pack my nice spotlight that shines on my face, which makes me brighter. You can see my face, my pigmentation. Look at me, I'm nice and brown. Maybe I should just do the show like this. But they don't get in people's faces. But yeah, I, I'm in Cornwall. I, I'm trying to make it work. I'm in a nice, I don't want to say nice. It's been raining. <laughs> but it's countryside still nice. I still say SP and your missus and your kids. Go to the countryside when it's not raining. You guys can go to the beach. Enjoy. Well, well, we are going to get out of uh, Suffolk for on Sunday. Me and the missus are actually going to see one of your dear friends, uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, British, undisputed British, British heavyweight champion. We're going to go to Revolution Pro in uh, London on Sunday. So that should be a good time. Uh, going to see some live wrestling in the UK. Only my second time going to a UK wrestling event, ironically enough, the last Last time was Revolution Pro. Uh, my misses due to, you know, you, you guys know the members and Patreon backers know my misses connection to WWE. We got invited to NXT uh, UK 
taping for that same week. And I was like, no, we'll go to Revolution Pro. We'll go to Revolution. And as I say that, we we lose set. And I don't think that is my internet connection. I think that is his. Why we have the 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 circle, the circle of death is swinging, ladies and gentlemen. For anyone who's listening to us, oh, he had to pop in in a different connection. <laughs> He's still kidnapped, ladies and gentlemen. Sad is still kidnapped. He's still kidnapped. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I'm enjoying your story. NXT 2.0, you know, NXT UTA. All of a sudden, I get kicked off. The internet is rubbish here, guys. This is what to do with. I'm so sorry, SP3. This is like a co-host's worst nightmare. Even though you're great at freestyling things, I wouldn't be able to freestyle. I'll probably come under pressure, sarcastic people. <laughs> no, you know what this took me back to? For anyone who's longtime for, uh, fans of me and Sat working together, the first time we ever did Wrestling Daily together, Together. And remember, I didn't know how to end the broadcast, so I left the broadcast, <laughs> yeah. and you were there alone. Oh, did this? <laughs> and then I went by now, and I left as well. And I had to come back. I had to come back and be like, hey, guys, I'm sorry. I pressed the wrong thing. Bye now. Oh, we come a long way. You, you've come a long way. I mean, you're, you're a pro at this. I mean, SP3 is one of the best in the game. That's why he gets invited to do all your podcasts. You can't miss this guy. I'm sorry, guys. If you say I've never heard of him, you're a liar. If you enjoy wrestling podcasts, um, I doubt you haven't heard SP3 somewhere. He's done everyone and their mother's podcasts and their fathers and grandfathers and, and Dutch I, Mantel, I, I got, who's I got, his granddaddy. I got, I got a couple, couple of ones that I need to check off the bucket list. Uh, Which ones? One would be Wrestling Observer. I got to do a podcast with with Uncle David, Uncle David and no, cousin Andrew Zarian. That's like, that's like the easy one, right? I, 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 yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've had I've had I've done Andrew Zarian's done my podcast actually. He's done um, he's done uh, True Hill Heat, but he I'd never been on Wrestling Observer, so I got to check that one off the bucket list and and cultaholic because i love the guys over at cultaholic like them you know when they used to work with adam those are like the ogs of wrestling youtube that i always wanted to to work with so those are my two my two so if, Ross, if any of the members Desert Island Graps. is it Desert Island? no 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 what's, what's the other show the one send it straight to hell send it to hell you you're yeah, great on yeah. that yeah we're ross i would love ross is one of my all-time favorites so i would love to do that but we gotta get into some nxt 2.0 so let's get to it Let's talk about last night's closing segment, which built up the final hype for the main event next week at Great American Bash between Braun Breaker, the NXT champion, and his challenger, Cameron Grimes. Earlier in the show, we got vignettes, uh, you know, covering the highlights of the first year or almost year for Braun Breaker, the two-time NXT champion. Yeah, we also got... Also got highlights of Cameron Grimes, his big win at Stand and Deliver to win the North American title. And then we got to our final segment. Wade Barrett was in the ring to introduce champion and challenger for this face-to-face -face showdown. Uh, Braun immediately kicked Wade Barrett to the curve. He says that he's just going to talk face-to-face -face with his challenger for next week. And Breaker says he's faced a lot of challenges, but he knows that Cameron Grimes is different because he's going to bring it next week. And 
Grimes is like, cut all this nonsense. Cut all this nonsense. This match is not that big. You face many of challenges. He says if Braun loses next week, he will just be called up to Raw or SmackDown. If he loses next week, Braun will just be on SummerSlam. Cameron says that this is his his big shot, his biggest match yet. And he says that this is this is all he's ever wanted to do. And for Braun, though, this is his backup plan because he wanted to be in the National Football League until someone called him up and told the, the, the Denver Broncos or whatever the team was told him that he wasn't good enough. So Braun just had to call his daddy for an opportunity. And this got the oohs and the ahs from the CWC crowd. Uh, Braun says he will kick Cameron's apple next week at Great American Bash. Grimes responds and says that uh, Braun doesn't have the heart that Grimes has. And he says that it's not his fault, though. It's just genetics because his daddy didn't have any heart either. And that's why he never won the world championship. And that was the, the, that was a a little, a little, a little cut too deep for Braun Breaker. So this leads to Braun trying to lift uh, Cameron Grimes up for the gorilla press. He gets him above his head, but Cameron Grimes uh, uh, fights out of it. He gets out and then he gets into the corner where Braun Breaker charges him and he moves out the way and hits the turnbuckle very, very hard. Grimes picks him up and rams him into the turnbuckle once again. And it looks like, uh, you know, Braun Breaker has like a shoulder injury. Even my wife came in at this point. It looked like he it, it popped out a little bit or he was just flexing, flexing more or less. Uh, <laughs> Grimes tells the referees, referees and officials come down and check the NXT champion. And Grimes tells them to check on him and to make sure that he's good for next week so he can take the NXT championship. I thought both guys... <laughs> came off very well. This was like night and day from the exchanges that went on with Braun Breaker and Joe Gacy. I felt Braun Breaker had a lot of good lines, even bringing up Ted DiBiase during this whole promo exchange, telling him to call him up and stuff. But Cameron Grimes, he's really brought that fire and then brought us something different you know this whole character change that went on before stand and deliver i think they wanted to make him a sympathetic baby face but just going into the fire and being overlooked and having his title reign for the north american title get cut short and putting all his money on this title shot at the nxt championship i think has brought some passion out of him and brought a different side to his character but what did you think sat uh, I wrote down um, the exchange between Brom Breaker and Cameron Grimes. It gave a big match feel we haven't had for the NXT title in a while. I've been saying it, like, NXT titles become a division that I guess Braun has to find you in the locker room by chance and give you title opportunities. There's no sense of urgency. There's no one going for it, fighting for it. And Cameron Grimes is giving that energy, that passion that's needed for the title. It's been a while since I felt like someone wants, someone needs the NXT title. That's what I was missing for the longest time. Like the joke AC feud, as much as I ragged on the spookiness of it, like, they were trying to do something different. I, I always appreciate it. Even if the execution is wrong, I always appreciate it. But I feel like this is how Brom Breaker thrives. He, like you like to say, his background is in, uh, you know, athletics, is in sports. 
So this is like a sports competition. You've got a rival. And I feel like Bron, he thrives on someone trying to put him down and, and he shows his intensity and he shows that his promo skills has come along, you know, a long way, like he can do it in the ring. But for me, like you said, Cameron Grimes, man, he took a page out of Adam Cole's book. He was some, hitting some home truths. It just like just like Joe Ananawi, you know, AK Roman Reigns, you know, wrestling wasn't your first option. Kind of like Dwayne Johnson, you know, Dewey Johnson. Wrestling wasn't your first option. That's your backup plan because uh, for some weird reason, Restless kids got this bad luck where they can never cut it in the NFL and then they have to go to wrestling. Look at the history. It Someone should like do a that, video yeah. now. He's a writer. You should, I'll ask you my idea. Someone should, you should bring that up. That is a whole story in itself. Restless kids can never make it in the NFL. Then they go into wrestling. Ironically thing. enough, only, only Road Warrior Animal. Only his kid was able to make it into the NFL. He at one point was thinking, hey, daddy, I don't know if I'm going to make it. So uh, yeah, call up was. Uncle Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> now he can't, he can't call Uncle Johnny anymore. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say another thing, but that would have went uh, down terribly. But yes, uh, I'll tell you off screen because you know me. Uh, yes, uh, this was great. That sense of urgency with Brom Breaker's shoulder can only go in one or two ways. Ron Breaker could do the John Cena recipe of overcoming the odds and wins, or Idris and Nofi Malik Blade may come out and interfere on the behalf of Cameron Grimes, and Cameron Grimes may win it. Regardless, I am hyped for an NXT title feud for what feels like it's been months. Not since Ziggler was champion, have I been excited because that's how long it's been, guys, since like what, March, April? But this has been, uh, for me, what NXT 2.0 needed because we reviewed the show. We, we, we get the butt of the jokes, even though I always say NXT 2.0 is better than SmackDown. Because <laughs> SmackDown is so atrocious. At, at least stuff happens on this show. Like, stuff right? doesn't even happen on SmackDown most of the time. So, so yeah. So, I, I, I appreciate Cameron Grimes for saving the main event division because it needed help. Cap, like, Bron Breaker needed this. It came to a point where I started to sour on Bron Breaker because I was like, Bron... Are you the common denominator? Why this division sucking? Because something's gone wrong. You're the champion. You know how it works. You know the house yeah. is down. Whose fault is that? You're the champion. Yeah. Well, I think it was a lot. To a lot of the cases that you know, they always say the title works better when the performer makes the title, and they don't try to make the title make the performer. And I feel like from the moment that Braun Breaker got in, was introduced, he's been going after the NXT Championship yeah. with the goal of the title making him. And I think that's been the problem and why he hasn't, you know, connected on all of his feuds. I think the feud with him and Jumpa, you know, just worked because Ciampa's just this great performer and I wish they would have prolonged that a little bit more and that could have been paid off his first title reign should have started at Stand and Deliver instead of you yeah. know, uh, New Year's Evil at the beginning of the year. I think if they would have culminated the whole Ciampa breaker storyline at Stand and Deliver, we, the fans could have got a, gone along with the ride and seen Breaker get the adversity of you know coming up short against Ciampa at Halloween Havoc, winning at War Games and then it took him a little bit of a, you know, a journey back to the NXT Championship after scoring that big win in War Games. I think that the the fans could have got behind him a little bit more if they would have paced that out a little bit better. But we're here now, and like you said, this is the first NXT Championship feud for him that really feels important. I felt like you know, 
the Dolph Ziggler storyline was cool, but I don't think people would have been into it as much if not for Dolph Ziggler winning the title. I think that that's what got people more into it because it was such a shock that Ziggler won. It was. It came out of nowhere. And also it it gave that investment. But also at the same time, I felt it kind of tarnished Braun a bit because you didn't want Braun to lose unless someone else that needs that win beats him. It's kind of like, eh, You've been beaten before, yeah. Like I, I, I barely remember it. Did did Dove beat him clean, or was it some like? It was. It was in a triple threat. It was in a triple threat with, and he pinned Champa, and then oh. he basically he did beat them, beat him clean outside of you know the exposed turnbuckle at standard <sighs> delivery. People, you know people tend to forget that. You, in your mind, your mind will make you believe that Broadbreaker won at standard deliver because he was supposed to win. He should have won at standard deliver after WrestleMania. But why? Yeah. And then he never appeared again. Is that there's nothing about this that makes sense? This is why I was saying something about you know what? Effort WWE, a soulless corporation. It's got no heart anymore. It's just going along, plugging along for the bucks, <laughs> money bucks, not the young bucks. Young Bucks are great. No. They're on the other show. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love how you always have to mention Young Bucks are great. Ever since I called you out, I love it. I love it. But because you don't believe me that I love the Young Bucks when I do, you I don't. love. I do. You don't. There's no room on this bandwagon, sir. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Yeah. 
let's get into this episode of NXT 2.0. From the top, we started at the end, but we're going to go back to the beginning as they kicked off with a match. And whenever WWE kicks off with a match, I think they're on they're on a good pace. They're on a good pace for oh, at yeah. least a decent enough show. And uh, this match was fairly decent. You had Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade versus Katana Chance and Caden Carter in a number one contenders matchup. The winner of this matchup would versus Toxic Attraction for the NXT Women's Tag Team titles next week at Great American Bash. We see Toxic Attraction watching from atop the Toxic Lounge. Uh, Katana does a nice little cartwheel into a head scissors driver on Jade at one point early on. Uh, she also, uh, we have Caden who stops wrestling to shake her booty a little bit, which uh, JC Jane from Toxic Lounge makes fun of. Uh, we got Roxanne who did something unique that I've never seen before. She did like a head scissors into a cradle on Katana. I was like, I was. I was like, wow, I've never seen that before. But that's, this is Roxanne Perez always bringing something new. Uh, could, uh, we get Carter and Chance finally isolate Perez in the matchup, kind of playing the heels in this matchup. And they have been leaning to a heel turn themselves uh, outside of the whole Cameron Grimes oh, story. Wow, no. Yeah. <laughs> We'll get to more on that later. Uh, they hit a nice little backstabber into a double foot stomp at one point. Cora Jade makes the hot tag, and she trades off hard strikes with Caden. Then Perez tags back in, and Carter catches her with a super kick. Jade breaks up the netbreaker 450 combo by Chance and Carter, and that leads to Roxanne hitting Pop Rocks on Chance for the win. Uh, pretty fun tag team bout with all four ladies working hard, and it is official. Roxanne Perez. Perez and Cora Jade, Wool vs. JC Jane, and Gigi Dolan for the NXT Women's Tag Team titles next week at Great American Bash. And commentary made sure to make it clear that this is not the title shot that Roxanne Perez gained in the breakout tournament. So she can still get the NXT Women's title shot with that contract. She has earned the number one contendership for the Women's Tag Team title. So what did you think about the match set? And do you think Perez and Jade will be the new champions next? Oh, that I feel that the match was the match was really good. Uh, Corey Jade for me performed better. Like this is the best I've seen her wrestle since we started doing the show together. Because usually, you know, we we, we tend to talk about how you know she's all promos and lack of skateboarding and her in ring moves lack some pizzazz. But I feel like hanging at Roxanne Perez, it started to rub off on her. She did some nice counter attacks on, on, on Katana in the match. You mentioned the the heads the standing head scissors into a schoolboy. That's that's unique in itself. I think Katana and Caden as a tag team, they're underrated. Their their tag team offenses are great. Katana does great flashy moves, but I feel like Caden's great at strikes. She's really good at doing strikes. And if it was if it was up to me, they would be champion or they would get an opportunity. And then to answer your question, um, do I think Cora and Roxy, Roxanne Perez wins it? Well, number one, Roxanne's smart after all. I got worried there. She's not cashing in her opportunity, guys. This is a separate thing. Smart. So that makes me think, because of that, that makes me think that they may not win it. I feel like maybe Katana and Katie complete the hill turn at the show and cost them the title match. I mean, it makes sense. Sour Grapes and then Toxic, toxic Attraction wins. I don't know how they lose the title. That's something with toxic attraction. I can't, we can never <laughs> say this who beats nope. them. We don't know. I may be wrong. It may be Cora and, and Roxanne wins the match. But if, for me, it, it feels like Roxanne may cash it in. A great American bash, maybe. Uh, I'm thinking potentially. I could be wrong. Even though it's not a babyface move to do. But hey, 
only a sucker wouldn't uh, complete a an opportunity when the chance is there. But yeah, Katana chance. I I think Perez and Jade are going to win the tag team titles. I think that Roxanne is going to have a longer time with this contract because relatively like this contract for the breakout tournament when they did it for the men's, uh, I think Carmelo Hayes had it for about a month before he cashed his in. I think um, the for the uh, ACH, uh, the for the former Jordan Miles, when he won the first ever breakout tournament, I think he only held it for like less than a month before he cashed it in on his. So I think that it might be a longer journey for her holding on to this contract, and maybe she waits to you know the right place, the right time, maybe in Cardiff, if they do an NXT event out there, or maybe it's down the line, maybe next year. I don't know, but I don't think that this is going to be something that they blow off in a few months or a month or so, like they did the previous breakout tournament contracts. But talking about Carter and Chance and them leaning more towards heel, we got to talk about the backstage segment that happened later in the night where they're backstage in the locker room. Carter and Chance are upset and they're complaining about losing earlier tonight, saying that they're better than Perez and Jade, as well as Toxic Attraction. They get in Tatum Paxley face who's staring at them because they're whining like big babies and they she tells them to not be not get mad at her because they lost a match and basically chance and carter said we'll show them so it seems like we are gonna get this carter and chance heel turn but they are quite possibly the most unsuccessful women's tag team on the main roster or nxt ever Listen, uh, yeah, they are unsuccessful because it came to a point Wade Barrett was saying they're veterans because of how long they've been there. They're veterans. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is what they need probably because they did the whole I'm a happy baby face thing. It just didn't really work out. Hey, Mocha Lights, you guys can be Mocha Lights if you send in the uh, Mocha Chats. <laughs> um, yeah, this is what they probably they need because we know already that Toxic Attraction as a group may go to the main roster because they need it. The tag team titles in WWE, MIA. The tag team titles missing like a kid. A kid's missing with the women's championship. The women's tag team titles is missing in the main roster with a kid. A kid is missing, guys. <laughs> SP, SP, I didn't give a chance. <laughs> Let's get ready. <laughs> a kid is missing. Again, in NXT 2.0, a kid's missing, and everyone's fine. And also, someone committed a murder on TV, and everyone's fine. I'm fine with it, because I didn't like the guy. But a murder was committed, and a kid's missing. We are going to talk about the murder, but... We got it early this week, Sack. We got it early. So you got you got time to, to get your makeshift role because it's time for a little bit of love is blind. The grass is greener on the other side. And this was a little bit of a different one. Thank you. Thank you for getting the, the, the makeshift robe. I didn't um, take the actual robe with me, guys. Don't worry. Next week, we'll be back to usual. I have to make do what, 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 what I have around here. Stop dissing me, dude. They'll be like, SB, who's this guy you picked up from the street to do the show with you? Guys, leave me alone. <laughs> Backstage, we're at the Diamond Mine Gym. Uh, they're working out Ivy Dial and the Creeds, and then Joe Gacy and the Dyad come in, and Gacy says, 
friends, friends, we come in peace. We come here because I feel compelled, you, the Creed brothers, that if Roger Strong doesn't appreciate your brilliance, but I do. And I would welcome you into the family, just like I did the dyad. Um, this leads to Julius turning down the offer and says that Diamond Mine is forever. Roger Strong comes in and says they are the strongest family in NXT and they are never afraid to prove it. And Gacy responds, I'm sensing hostility, but it's not with me. It's within you. You want to prove you're a family? Prove it tonight. And this would lead to a setup for Diamond Mind versus Joe Gacy and the Dyad. And this was a shortened version of S.P. Gacy. Love, Love is blind. blind. The grass is greener, greener on, on the other side. side. By the way, one of the best songs in NXT is actually a great song. I played at work once. Someone goes to me, oh, what's that song? They wanted to like Shazam me. I said, it's a wrestling song. I don't know. I like wrestling, but sometimes I'm like, it's a wrestling song. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a wrestling song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I did it as well. Like, like I'm almost ashamed. Like, yeah, I, it's wrestling. It's a, but I like it. Regardless. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, as you know, the Diamond Mine storyline is my least favorite storyline at the moment because it doesn't make sense. Yes, you're better than your coach. Because think about this. If you go boxing training, there's like a 60-year-old man, you know, teaching how to box. You can obviously kick his ass or butt in real life. Of course you can. But are you going to step up to him? You're old now, old man. You can't tell me what to do now. I want some gold. No, you don't. You show some respect to your senpai. I don't like the disrespect. The only way I like this storyline is if Shelton Benjamin comes up and be like, hey, I'm the new leader of Diamond Mine. That's the only way I'll, I'll accept it. Because Roddy, his equity is going down. We'll celebrate, yeah, he got a victory last week, albeit it was shoddy conditions. Is Roderick strong? Why does he win by struggling? And then this week, I'm sorry. Wow. That's why I hate the storyline, by the way. It's because every week, NXT is like, oh, are we doing that? I don't know. They know what they're doing. Roddy probably said, I'm not signing with you guys. They're like, oh, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to drag him to the dirt. Well, well, we'll get to the matchup, uh, the six-man tag with Joe Gacy and the Dyad versus the Diamond Man. But I'm just going to say right off bat that I think WWE heard you and they're rushing through this uh, storyline. But we had another backstage segment after this with Mackenzie interviewing Toxic Attraction. And JC says uh, that they were unimpressed by Perez and Jade's performance. Dolan says they have beaten friends, enemies, and frenemies, and they they will never be uh, they will never be different and they will defeat Perez and Jade next week. This leads to Nikita Lyons interrupting and saying that her eyes are on are set on Mandy Rose. She also brings up that Roxanne Perez probably wouldn't have won that contract that Mandy Max. keeps talking about if, if she didn't get injured. Yep. I was like, I, I was like, there's a lot of truth in that statement. Uh Rose says Unfortunately, she, right? There's a lot of truth in that statement. If she didn't pop a knee cap. <laughs> She would have won it, but she popped a kneecap and she missed out on the opportunity. So, you know what? They can always do course correction because she can probably challenge for the breakout 
I'm waiting for that to happen. She can challenge her for the contract, right? I mean, and Roxanne is like the gullible baby face. Yeah, yeah, sure. You never. Had yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, sure. I love competition. Um, I can take a bus. <laughs> I can take a bus to the competition. You don't need to, girl. You're a WWE superstar. Are you sure? But this leads to Rhodes uh, making a challenge for Nikita Lions for tonight. So we're going to get a, a matchup that I thought they would save for a big, like, special uh, show. But instead, once again, uh, Mandy Rhodes has versed Roxanne Perez, who is being positioned as her next challenger. And then her other challenger that I thought they were positioning as well, Nikita Lions, they're giving away the match again as well. But that leads into one of your favorite people on the show set, Giovanni Vinci versus Ikamanjiro in a battle of who has better fashion sense. Uh, Ikamanjiro uses his quickness to get some offense off on uh, Giovanni, but he avoids a springboard moonsault. He then hits a, a step-up uh, tornado DDT that led to a holy uh, shiitake uh, chant. From, from, <laughs> holy shiitake! <laughs> from, the, from the... For some reason, I was so confused. There was a lot of confusing chants. On this show, really? I will say like I've been I've been laying off the CWC fans, but the fact that they 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 screamed they were chanting "Holy S word" to a step up tornado DDT like they haven't seen it a hundred and one times. No, I was Giovanni so confused. Vinci, Giovanni Vinci popped them. I, I think it's the it's the caliber of wrestler doing it. If if Wesley did it, yeah, Wesley did it. <laughs> no offense, you know. Nathan Frazier did it. A kid could have done it, but he's still missing. Did it. Uh, but because Giovanni Vinci, a man of his size and a man of his prowess, he continues to prove, like, the, you know what? You didn't finish, but that's the, that's the answer. Continue, SP. You will get in there. To the end. <laughs> uh, he finished off Ikamanjiro with the last ride, sit out power bomb for the win. This was a decent enough squash. Once again, Giovanni Vinci looking good and impressive. Post match, Vinci says that the Great American Bash cannot happen without Giovanni Vinci. But what did you think about his matchup here? Uh, his entrance, still missing the main coat. I feel like it's missing that, you know, he comes out like, hey, guys, just came from the bathroom, doing my entrance, my smile. I like I like the presentation, but I feel like if he's meant to be a stylish guy, yeah, he's got stylish trunks, but it's like kind of like the model Rick Martel, you know, kind of like Johnny Nitro or John Morrison. You got to give him a little extra couturement. Give him, give him, you know, a valet or someone that takes a picture. Pick, with the paparazzi, actually. Yeah, we're, we're doing the whole, you know, photo booth thing. He's in the photo booth, guys. Ka-ching. But I, I feel like the presentation is missing something more to complete it. In ring, the guy is solid. In ring, he's solid. He's got his new, you know, walk, the strut he does in the ring. He screams a star. And the elevated Liger bomb he does is incredible. And the German suplexes and the chops that he's been doing, which is like a, a homage to his former Imperium leader, you know, Gunther. Uh, I, 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 all I've got to say is this man's main event, you can put him in the main event. Give him the title, I'll be happy. But just give him a jacket or something. I mean, get, get some pizzazz. I feel like it's it's missing. I mean, when when Tyler Breeze did his stuff, he had them little, you know, short on mink coats. I'm very much in, into presentation. Like, if you're giving a character that that character, you gotta give him something more. Do you know what I mean? I mean, even when you Gunther's gotta got complete, a complete the presentation. I do agree. Yeah. Gunther's got a jacket for goodness sake. 
Uh, backstage, Mackenzie interviews NXT North American champion Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Uh, she asks how Melo plans to keep up the momentum, uh, keep up his momentum, which he has a great response. He says the real question should be, Melo, how did you become the A champion without even trying? He says that it takes hustle. Trick says swagger. He says loyalty. Trick says confidence. And they both say disrespect. Mello <laughs> says every rule has an exception. And when you are an exceptional uh, when you are an exceptional talent like he is, uh Grayson Waller then interrupts. He comes in and he congratulates him on his big win last week, uh telling him that he has a right hand like Canelo. Even when McKenzie brings up the brass knuckles, uh he then says that he has a lot of fans in Australia that love Mello. So he wanted to autograph on a basketball, on a t-shirt, and on some eight by tens but there is a mysterious white paper underneath these eight by tens which we will get to later back in the arena they first recap uh what happened on nxt uk when it was briggs and jensen who won the nxt uk tag team titles samantha irvin introduces the new nxt uk tag team champions and those belts look glorious that all the NXT UK titles look like a step above the NXT 2.0 championships. I just want to mention that. And it's mm-hmm. Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen with Fallon Henley. They come out. Vic Joseph uh, points out that Jensen is getting more dates and numbers ever since uh, ever since becoming a champion, both here and across the pond. Uh, Briggs tells uh, Ashton Smith and Oliver Carter, who had to relinquish the NXT UK tag team titles, that they got they got their championship rematch waiting for them when they return. Jensen then thanks Briggs for picking him uh, picking him as his partner when they first met each other. Henley then says that it's time to drink some beers, and then out comes former NXT UK tag team champions, Pretty Deadly, who are dressed like the true housewives of the UK. Uh, then <laughs> they interrupt uh, Briggs and Jensen and say. Uh, the titles used to mean something when they were on the two tastiest snacks in NXT. Briggs calls Pretty Deadly the Zoolander twins and says that they are a lot. There are a lot of great teams that have held these titles, but they aren't one of them. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. <laughs> that was a good one. Yes. Briggs and Jensen start uh, throwing haymakers at Pretty Deadly, and they stand tall to end this segment. What did you think about you know Briggs and Jensen winning the NXT UK Tag Team Titles last week, and then their presentation here and starting a feud with Pretty Deadly? Uh, I've long said it that I I'm high on Josh Briggs. He's someone that I know the Vince McMahon will be like. Gotta get him on the main roster, kid. You know, like, cause no offense, I can say main roster they got theory. Like, there's a lot, a lot more guys like Josh Briggs and Bron Breaker who could be the future of WWE. Um, no offense to Jensen, I, I just never felt the guy. I, I mean, if, if even his storyline, it makes him look like a geek. Who supports a guy who's made to look like a loser? There's nothing wrong with, you know, abstinence. You know, if you don't want to do, you know, not knocking anyone or anyone that still haven't had intercourse. It just, they've made it look silly. They made they made him look like a no one. Or if they did it in a way where it's like, oh, it's courageous, great. Heck, you know what make it funny? It'd be like, I don't 
do it because my dad was in this group called Right to Censor and they taught me about abstinence and respecting women and do it when the time is right. Auntie Ivory said, said to never yeah. abstinence. <laughs> Bingo, I would love it. That for me make me a fan of storyline. That for me is like, you know, long-term booking, you know, a kid, you know, grew up in the cult. Heck, show him the tie. Do some Photoshop. Let's have some fun with it. Uh, it's just like he, scream, he screams loser. And Briggs, he screams like, you know, I'm an alpha male man. And he screams like this squatty, spotty younger brother who's a loser, probably needs a shower. I just don't like that presentation of him. If they made him tougher, he grew some facial hair. I mean, the bum fluff and the sideburns not helping him either. He looks like Billy Gunn, Circus Smoking Guns, before he took some vitamins and got bigger. Uh, yes. Pretty deadly, great on the promos. I like the Southern draw. Like, oh, you guys go away on the tag, some titles, whatever. I like the Southern draw they had. And I also like the Josh Briggs kind of play the game at them by mocking them. Uh, so this would be a great match. Because when they won the tag team titles, like, they tag team champions of all the teams. I am mad at it, but I wouldn't, they wouldn't be the first one in my head. And then the fact that this match is going to happen, pretty deadly is an easy way to get the title back to the UK. Instead of like shipping it, it's like you guys live in the UK. Yeah, just, just back to the BT studios. Become become the first ever two time NXT UK tag team champions. Yes, At least boy. They can, they can hold that, and they were champions for two hundred eighty seven days, which they mentioned in their promo as well. So very Never interesting. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't see any of that, but hey, if you tell me, you tell me, I believe you. Um. Next, what we did see was our next matchup, which was Indy Hartwell versus Kiana James. Um, I'll just say up front, I did not like this match that uh, Indy goes for a springboard elbow drop, uh, but Kiana moves out of the way. She then rolls up Hartwell. She tries to get her foot on the bottom rope, but fails at it and just gets like her pinky toe on it. Uh, this was too short. I mean, she got the win with that, but this was too short to really amount to anything. It was a very basic match. And, you know, I know, I think last week or the week before you said Indy Hartwell is like ready for the main roster. I don't agree. I don't think that she's this matchup. Like you, in my opinion, someone like a Cameron Grimes, someone like a Carmelo Hayes, who, you know, elevate the people that they're in the ring with. Even if they're in the ring with someone who is just, you know, beginning their developmental career, they can make it something. This right here showed me that Indy Hartwell needs more time in developmental. Oh, saddens me to hear you say that because you're not lying as well. But the good, the positives of, for me, the match was the chain wrestling, the ground game. It seems that's Kiana's forte. Because since she's been wrestling since the breakout tournament, her go-to are rest holds or chain wrestling locks. It seems like she's comfortable in it. Not enough happened for me to say, oh, it was a great match. Like I said, it was a basic match. It was stuck in first gear. There was nothing to it. And so for that reason, I was like, yeah, there's nothing we can really say. It was a match. Uh, she barely cheated. That goes to show you she's a rookie. She can't cheat properly. But heck, that internship with the Alexander York Foundation, it's going great. I mean, bring back Terry Runnels for that spot. Heck, bring her just for that. One day only to bring back legends, just bring in Terry Runnels as Alexander York. Only we would get it. Only like 10% of the audience would get it why she's dressed like I that. I think she's going more for Miss Hancock, the former uh, Stacy Keebler type of type of look. Um, but we shall see. Uh, then we had what might be the most ridiculous segment of the night. Last night, 
That's what they, they said. We see footage of Tony D'Angelo and Stax. Uh, apparently, throwing two dives into the river. Uh, Tony D says he gave two dimes the world and he came for his chair. So now he is sleeping with the fishes. And he yes. throws two dimes watch into the river as well. Santos Escobar calls up Tony D and asks, am I talking to the new North American champion, Tony D'Angelo? And then, then laughs. And then Tony throws his phone into the <sighs> river as well. So basically... They are telling us that Tony D and Stax murdered two dimes. That's how they wrote him off. That's is that, great. Is it, it's pretty much it's pretty much exactly what we said last week. I can't believe they did it though. Yeah, we said that's the only way. Just don't even like a talking to. They like whacked him. He just fell into the river and his phone as well. And then uh oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> that as well. That's the for me. That was the best thing ever because we all know how much I was the anti fan, anti fan of Two Dimes. He lacked charisma. He looked like he should be in a pop band. He did not seem intimidating. So I didn't understand. So Tommy, the she get for doing that awful backstory? How you met him as kids and anti Gina, Angela, whatever. Just yawn fest. I hope. In the next episode, he debuts an even more intimate, not even more, and intimidate him <laughs> and force up because that guy just didn't cut it. I'm happy that, you know, uh, you got, we got Stax. I like Stax. He's got great facial expression. He carries off being a mobster, even though it's a bit hammy, but I like it. It's better than the other guy who did nothing, who looked like he was in the cloud somewhere. Just, he just wasn't in the same room as them. He just he did an orbit on the same multiverse as them. He just wasn't there. So I'm happy he's gone. Oh man, I, I was so I was so tickled by this. I was like, they really murdered two dives, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we witnessed a murder on this episode of NXT 2.0, which immediately uh, makes it noteworthy. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> we see a promo by Wesley, which was honestly the best promo of the night. Uh, he talks about bearing his soul last week and Trick Williams interrupting him. Wes says, talking about his feeling, getting talking about his feelings gives him strength and Lee challenges Trick for next week at the Great American Bash. He says nothing will stop him from finding his inner peace, especially not Trick Williams. We need more Wesley promos because last week he had one of the best promos. On, well, he had the best promo on the show last week and this week just looking right down the camera lens is very rare that they do that. I mean, they did that last week with Tiffany Stratton and we really enjoyed that. And then they did it this week kind of in the same setting with Wesley, and it delivered. Yeah, uh, Wesley, he still comes across a guy that's just annoyed. <laughs> he just, you wouldn't think he's been, you'd think, you'd think he's on a losing streak the way he acts, right? He's just like, yeah, man, I'm just tired of people just getting in my face. Get out of my face! That's what it feels like. Uh, he's someone that's really talented, and I hope they strap the rocket to him in NXT. We know, I can't say anything about main roster. He's one of the rare guys, I, I would say. Then again, he's got great uh, charisma and comedy skills. I feel like any, any wrestler in NXT 2.0 would be great in a 24-7 division. 
That's the ceiling for you everyone. You need to stop booking all these guys the same. The guys, all I'm the not, girls, you always the same. want to put them in the 24-7. No, our truth. I don't actually was my go-to. This is like, because Wesley does the goofiness, and I can see him, like, you know, getting high and getting the title and being chill. Because at the moment, it, people almost forgetting that this guy's got a sense of humor because of how miserable he's been the last couple of months. But, yeah, Tony D will be great in the 24-7. I, I just feel like all the guys they're building, I don't see a great future for everyone on there, unfortunately. So if your name's not Bron Breaker or original guys like Santos or Cameron Grimes, all the guys they're introducing are just... Mm, future you, you, you think it's, it's a solid future for Santos or Cameron Grimes? They, it won't be as bad. I'm not saying they're going to get the title strapped to them. I'll be shocked if they do anything with with Santos because Cameron's still a young guy. I mean, Cameron, I feel like he can be like a Sami Zayn, like where he can he can, he can pull it out and be resilient. Uh, Santos, man, they're wasting my guy's time on on this show. Or, or get him into the main roster. Tell us your question. I agree. I agree there. Everyone. Oh. Next, we had the the six-man tag team matchup that we talked about earlier with the Diamond Mine versus Joe Gacy and the Dyad. Commentary starts calling the Dyad. Dyad 1 and Dyad 2. I, I got a kick out of that. Uh, Gacy gets... I wrote, I wrote down, I wrote down, Gibson, because he's taller, Drake, because he's shorter. I know who they are. They may try it with me, but I know the, the height disparities like this. So I know which one it is. Which. I was like, I was like, how the hell did they do twin matching in this match? Well, we're gonna get to that. Oh, uh, Gacy gives Dyad uh two a pep talk, telling him to show the world his true self that motivates him early. Uh Julius comes in, he runs wild, he hits the cartwheel suplex, he gears up for the uh sliding lariat, but then Roddy Strong. Once again, being a loser, tags himself I'm in. I'm saying that. I can't. And, and it, yells it, at, I have to stop you. Yo, you are a wrestling purist. You are an R.H. young boy. Yes. This is Mr. R.H. No, those, those... no, it's not. No, it's not. This is not so. Generation Next Roderick Strong. This is not House of Truth Roderick Strong. This is not Undisputed Era Roderick Strong. This is not even TNA Roderick Strong. This is Roderick Strong who is being booked into a hole that is making him look like he is a Finn Balor on the main roster loser. Like he is very talented, but he loses a lot on this show. That's why I said, that's why I said he tagged in because the creed brothers had this totally at hand they were about to finish off gacy he tags himself in and then yells at julius to get out of the ring gacy goes for his handspring lariat on roddy but brutus blocks it and makes the save for roddy the dyad members pull twin magic even though they're obviously different heights Uh, the hood makes them taller then they hit their uh, double team magic killer DDT I hate, I hate, that, for that, the win. That's a crap move. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a crap move. Well, they 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 hit it. They hit it for the win on strong with the crease. Just watching from the apron because they were pissed at Roddy for tagging himself in. This was a decent enough six man tag, but it was more about the story of the ongoing dissension in the diamond mine. And then later on in the night, we go backstage uh, to the diamond mine locker room and uh, the Creed brothers are upset. Uh, Roddy comes in and he basically challenges the Creed brothers to face him and Damon Kemp next week at Great American Bass so he can finally show him, show them who's the boss in the Diamond Mine. And I'm sure Roddy will lose that one as well. 
man, don't John crease his ass. Um, but crap, Mud Mother is not here in the chat, but I'm sorry. Uh, th- this, I, I told you, this feud is not doing it for me because if it was like someone like Shelton Benjamin, like they need to, for me, the payoff for me for this storyline would be great if they did like, because Shelton Benjamin is now off the injury list, just have him come up and be the new, like this is the new guy they're looking up to. It would be great. And then Roderick can just go to AEW. Um, so this is what I think. The tag team of the Dyads finisher, so uninspired, man. I've seen better assisted DDTs than that. It's just very meh. I think because grizzled young veterans never won the tag team titles as themselves. And now they've been slotted into this potential feud because I don't think Roderick Strong and Damon Kemp are going to win the titles. It'd be great if they did. I'll, I'll pop huge. You in your house envision me getting you know, sodas and just ramming it down my face because Roderick Strong won the tag titles just so they can put some respect on his name because the Creed's, they're young boys. Young boys should never step up to their bosses. Anyway, that's like Clark Connors trying to step up to Shibata. Sit your ass down. One match and you think you're over. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so Well, Shibata's, Shibata, you know, actually wins. When he's Ever since he's been back in the ring, he has won. He has won a match. I think Shibata and Roger Strong have the same amount of wins in 2022. And you know Shibata's only here. had get, one get, match. Get, get out of here. Uh, yeah, so like I was trying to say, I think the Dyads are going to win the tag titles, then reveal these grizzled young veterans. That's the only way I see this storyline playing out because they, they're not revealing who they are. We know who they are. We hope the people in the chat will smarten you up. You know who they are. It's just that when they win the title, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's Gibson, it's Drake. They used to be grizzled young veterans, you know. That, that was a that, that was a nice Wade Barrett impersonation. Thank you. I'm actually British, even though sometimes to time I do stray from the accent. Time to time, I am British. I am not the British of British, but I am British. Uh, yeah, he's, he's a, I'm actually British. You I didn't am. know? Someone said it when he was moving to the UK. I'm like awkward. I don't sound British enough. Uh, I'm very much um, British. Backstage, backstage, we go and we finally get the payoff for what happened earlier in the night with Grayson Waller and Mello Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams are leaving the arena, and Mackenzie informs them that Mello will be facing Grayson Waller for the NXT North American title at no. the Great American Bash after he signed the contract, falling for Waller's trick. And man, I love Mello. I love Trick. But this was some bad acting when they when they got hey, revealed. That's I call it sitcom acting. There's a Wayne's Brothers skit level of acting, right? Gosh darn it! He done got me, man. Oh man! God. Oh, oh man! The, the oh whole, man! The whole thing. The whole thing is like even the whole. Can you sign it for my cousin, uncles, aunties, babies? That that screamed for me very hammy sitcom. So I didn't look for it for a Santos Escobar style acting. <laughs> I didn't look. I this for was, me took it was <laughs> man. Like I said, Mello and Trick are the Mike Lowry and Marcus Barnett of NXT 2.0. So I expect bad boys level acting. And this was more homeboys in outer space laugh. <laughs> homeboys. So, 
you're just <laughs> this is a level down. Oh, um, wait, someone in the chat, tell me who I got for jamming a jar because it was very last minute. I'm putting it, so I haven't watched nothing. I'm in the countryside. I actually napped before I did the show. I'm like an old man. I had to nap for obvious reasons. Having a child, it's too much energy draining for my body. I had to nap. So whoever I am, tell me, guys, or SP can yeah, tell let me. Us- let us know in the live chat because I had if you if you're a member or a Patreon backer, listen to our our outro where where I had to inform set of uh, him being a jam in the jar and when Money in the Bank was check it out. Um, it's not see- Sunday. Stop lying to me, guys. We mean Money in the Bank is jam in the jar is not Sunday. It's Saturday. I am so confused, man. I don't know what's going on. SP saved my life. I think Luke has responded we, to me. <laughs> Luke. <laughs> we see footage from last week when Lash Legend uh, nailed Alba Fire with her bat. The doctor informs us that Alba is out due to this attack. And then Lash cuts a promo coming in, interrupting the doctor, and says that uh, the rest of the locker room should take this as a warning that legend means business. Uh, then we got the backstage segment with the Diamond Mine. And then that led into our next matchup, which was Senka the Thunder versus versus Zion Quinn before the matchup. Before the match on Zion Quinn attacks Sangha from behind ahead of their match. When we get back into the arena, they're being separated by officials, and then the match starts. Uh, Zion, uh, you know, gets the upper hand in the beginning, but Sangha real quick uses his power to get the win. He hits a choke slam, a uh, big choke slam for the win. I didn't think this was very good. Uh, these are two relatively green workers in there. Sangha at least is showing more charisma now that he's the ladies' man. And he does the whole thing with his mustache where he twirls his mustache, <laughs> twirls it. Uh, you, should grow, you should grow one to know how much your, your missus will love it. <laughs> oh, she'll love that, right? Uh, but I think that shows more charisma, but the match I did not like. The, okay, so do you know how we used to rag on that Sango was dressed like Braun Breaker's you know, hand-me-downs? Now he decided to dress like Bill Goldberg's hand-me-down, circa 97, 98, right? <laughs> the, whole, the whole look, like, it, 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 at least it's a, it's a step up in a different direction, better direction. I mean, we need more body types like Sango. I'm tired of the chiseled abs and body. Give me a real man's body. Give me some hair, buddy. Give me some pecs that does not unite together. Give me some abs that looks more like a family pack. Uh, yes, uh, the match was plodding. Uh, Tanga did like a few scoop slams. It was a transition between moves. I've always noticed that if the transition between moves is slow and plodding, it makes the match slow and plodding. Because for that reason... Uh, you, you got a good pick in the women's money in the bank, at least. I know, but I feel like the, uh, what you said could actually win makes more sense. But if I do get yay... But I don't know how it works. Do I need to get two to to win, or do I need to get one? No, I mean win? I think you just have to get one. I'm pretty sure. Okay, what? There's gonna be two. There's gonna be two jam in the jars. I think. I think. Oh, see, you know what I'm saying? I just woke up and he's telling me all these news, guys. I could potentially win, and you're gonna see me faulty Wi-Fi or heck, even on my phone because I'm so prideful. I'm just gonna ah win. That's what I'm gonna do. Uh, Seamus, oh, he ain't gonna win. Seamus has not been relevant. No, but me. you got one. You got one good one. You got one good one. Oh, anyways, yeah, Sango. Uh, it was a plodding match. I'm shocked that Sango won because Exion Quinn, he seems like the kind of guy to be high on, um, but Sango needed a victory more, so I was happy for Sango because he needed to win. And he went home right at the right time because it's like a 
chanting boring at him. So it was a good thing he ended the match as he did. Indeed. Uh, backstage later on in the night, I'll just get to it now with Zion Quinn. Uh, we saw Apollo Crews is giving advice to Solo Sokoa, who's pissed about Grayson Waller beating him last week and setting him back in the North American title division. Uh, Apollo gives him some good advice, which Solo likes. And then Zion Quinn comes in and he basically says, oh, why are you taking advice from him? And it's just like, Dude, like you just lost. Like, what are you talking about? But he tries to give advice of his own to Cruz, saying that he is the perfect WWE superstar, that he's been in movies and all this stuff. And Apollo just says that uh, you know, when he looks at when when Quinn looks at his future, he sees bright lights, all this good stuff. But when he looks at his at uh Quinn's future, it doesn't look too good. So I think this is setting up Apollo Cruz versus Zion. On Quinn and who's the better uncle at advice? That, that's a great one. Also, was this the payoff to those confusing vignettes that Apollo can see? Was that the payoff? Because if he didn't say that, we'd be like, "Oh, it's a it's a cute line." But we've seen that he does. He's clairvoyant. He does see into the future. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. The Nigerian he, clairvoyant. Oh. We said CSI Nigeria is actually the male version of That's So Raven. It's the future he can see that So Cruz is serious to me. That's not Apollo. That's So Apollo. No, that's So Cruz. That's We're So Apollo. Apollo. That's better. Yeah, that's better. That's, that's So Apollo. Apollo. That's see. So Apollo. It's the future he can see. That's Apollo. Anyway, yes, um, we figured it out. Even though CSI Lagos was a great show idea, run with that it one was. day. But um, Exion <laughs> Quinn, I don't know how they, they. You know what? This is the kind of booking that annoys me. They kind of Duke Hudson ing Exion Quinn. I mean, even though in the beginning we were babyface, I didn't really particularly care. I mean, this guy went from being a heartthrob. Yeah, you know, Electro Lopez could not keep her cool. <laughs> To be in this uncle, <laughs> that's uncle advice. Bad advice. Bad yeah. advice to everyone. Like, your name is that Snooker P. It rhymes like with someone who's a five-time, you know, he's just giving that advice that you don't want to hear. He's like, it's a five-time loser, Snooker P. <laughs> <laughs> six-time now. Um... Six-time, yeah. I, I just don't get it. Exion, no. No, no. Uh, we got another vignette which I enjoyed on this show. I, I like. I will say I like the promos and the vignettes on this show more than the matches. The matches were not so good on the show, but the promos and vignettes were fun. This one was one of the funner ones as we see Wendy Chu is having a nightmare about everything Tiffany Stratton had to say about her last week. She then has a nice dream of all of her highlights and uh, you know uh, getting under uh, <coughs> Tiffany Stratton's skin she wakes up with a big smile before sipping on her orange juice she goes to brush her teeth and hears the voices in her own head talking to herself and she says and i quote listen stratton it's simple stupid i get under your skin i go for the pin and then i win see you at the bash tiff tiff bars bars that should be a, that should be a catchphrase from now on. That is that is great. Like, um, but I'm concerned. Why could we see her dreaming? 
I, I mean, I, I was a little confused too, but this is not the first person that we've actually seen their dreams. If you saw one of the last Parts Fun Known videos, we've seen Stephanie McMahon's dreams in the past. Uh, I guess I guess we've seen the visions, like like on that so Raven on that so Apollo, we saw the visions of the future for him. So this is not this is not something out of the norm for this show. It, it, it's true, but I was alarmed that I can see her dreams. Why have I not seen that? Why have I not seen this power in me before? And you can see it too. It's a universal collective power, guys. It's a television show, I guess. We have to roll with it. Stop questioning it, Sat. Don't question it. So you got it's it's a full lineup for next week at Great American Bash because we got the women's tag team titles with Perez and Jade versus Dolan and Jane. We got the tag team titles is made official. The Creed Brothers versus Roger Strong and Damian Kemp. We got Wesley versus Trick Williams, Carmelo Hayes versus Grayson Waller, and of course Cameron Grimes versus Braun Breaker. So let us know what you think about the Great American Bash lineup, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support with the Mocha Chat, because we're getting into the final match on this show here, as it was the NXT Women's Champion, Mandy Rose, versus the returning Nikita Lyons. Uh, Wade mentions that Rose is now the fifth, has the fifth longest reign as NXT Women's Champion, and we've been talking about it, we've been keeping track of it ourselves, and we've been talking about it on this show. More respect needs to be made to WWE's commitment with uh, Mandy Rose during this title reign over 200 days ago on 250 days as champion they've been really going you know building this whole division around her and toxic attraction uh in this match mandy works over the injured leg of lions and even uh pulls out a nice looking missile drop kick at one point i did not expect that i was like very impressed that was one of the more impressive moves mandy rose has ever done right uh, <laughs> Nikita Nikita makes her come back and it looks like she has Mandy's number. She's hitting the high kicks until Toxic Attraction comes in to cause the disqualification. I thought the Finally. match was <laughs> the match was fine, but the finish was kind of lame. And then post-match, we got Toxic Attraction with the three-on-one beatdown until Roxanne and Cora come in to make the save and they hit the super kick party on Mandy Rose like they were Matt Nick. Got another Young Bucks reference. Had to, um, but yes, uh, that was that was basically the the final match on the show. What did you think? I think it's the payoff for all the toxic attraction interference that always confuses us. That somehow get in the ring and then the referee will let it go. I'm like, finally, you know, stop the pretense. <laughs> it would be great if it was doing that kind of thing, but they just blatantly cheated just to show that Nikita Lyons is a threat to the title. Uh, we, we hate the trope of where. We put the potential challenger in the ring with a champion so early because it kind of cheapens when they do fight again. It loses the whole big fight feel. Oh, they're going to touch hands for the first time. Nope. Done it before. Held hands multiple times. Now lazy. Uh, basically, you're right. Mandy Rose has got one fifth longest title reign. I feel like you, SP can do a list of title reigns that she surpasses, which shocked the heck out of you. Um, the experiment has worked. It's rehabilitated her. But knowing WWE, putting the main roster, she'll get lost in the shuffle again. You know, what's the point of doing it? But I hope they do commit because Mandy Rose is the type of heel that WWE likes. But I also do feel like Vic Joseph, who we don't often talk about, very underrated, he said it. Mandy never wins clean. That's been the only issue for title reign. They refuse to book her as a credible threat. So it makes it hard for us, like... Once 
every so often give us a clean finish where she did it by herself without distractions of any kind. I'm hoping it eventually happens, even though I feel like it's time for her to lose the title. I've been saying this every week, every month. Not that I'm not enjoying it. It's just that I would like to see what NXT 2.0 Women's Division looks like with a different champion, because we haven't had that chance since Mandy has come to the show. But the match was an appetizer. That's, that's what it was. Yeah, it feels like it was like a precursor to what potentially may be another NXT Women's title match for Mandy Rose down down the road. And just to put this in perspective for Mandy Rose's title reign, there are only now four women who have had longer reigns with the NXT Women's Championship. Of course, Asuka is one of them. Uh, Of course, you had Shayna Baszler's second run with the title, which was 416 days. You had Io Shirai, who had a 300 four-day reign and you had the first ever nxt women's champion page who who held the title for 308 days so mandy rose uh has just in front of her now uh charlotte flair who held the title for 258 days but she's at 246 so in two weeks she's gonna pass charlotte flair she just passed bailey she just passed raquel rodriguez she just passed uh rhea ripley uh, Kyrie Sane, Ember Moon, Sasha Banks. Look at those names. Look at those names that Mandy Rose has, has surpassed with this reign, with the toxic era coming to a close. Or is it? Is it going to be even longer? Is she going to make it 300 days? She may do. We never know. Heck, they may say, hey, let's beat Oscar's reign. <laughs> They may say that. Um, the only other segment that we didn't touch on was another JD McDonough uh, vignette. Hyped, uh, they hyped his arrival to NXT 2.0, and he says at the end that he's not just the ace in the UK, he's the ace everywhere he goes. So that was last night's episode of NXT 2.0. Set, you want to put your thumb in the middle here for this episode? In three, two, one, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle for the show. And as per usual, I think I'm gonna go thumbs in the middle. This was another average show. Like they they just give you bang average type of shows. Like I said, the wrestling wasn't much. A lot of it was not very good, and some very like you know, Kiana James and Indy Hartwell, as well as Sangha versus Zion Quinn were not very good matches, but the the promos and the vignettes and the yeah. point of this show was to hype up Great American Bash, and I think they did a good job at that. That's why Michael Hickenbottom is Book of the Year, guys. That's what he is. Before I go on, I want to do my mod. My mod, Raw Car, Blue, Wench Order. So I want to give a shout out to the people behind the scenes, because it means a lot to me, because I also feel like the unsung heroes are the ones that are in the chat, making sure everything runs in order. So I want to highlight and give thanks. SV's going to clap. I'm going to do it neatly. Shout out to Mod Brother Baba. Shout out to Mod Brother Devin. Shout out to Mod Brother Ned. Shout out to my brother, Rob. 
She's not in the chat because she's house moving potentially to the UK. Kidding. Shout out to Mud Mother Jenna. Yes. Yeah. BWOs for Fort Life. We thank you, mods, always making the chat a peaceful place, a peaceful community here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast YouTube channel. Let's get into those mocha chats to close off this show. Uh, final call, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support if you could sneak one in before we're done here. But, Sat, let's get to the mocha chats. Get to the mocha chats. Yeah, we have two chats today. We've got Tails P saying, I love Vinci's entrance. It's like a 90s wrestler time travel to today. Sangha is the third member of Mustache Mountain. Cora is dressed like the female version of Spark Plug Bob Holly. Grimes is going to lose next week. They show up on Raw. No chase you? Question mark. I did peep that as well. After, you know, school, well, the school term just started. You know, they got their MTV undressed uh, co-ed dorms going on with Thea Hale uh, boarding with uh, B- Bodie Haywood. So maybe next week we can see the progression of that and how the school year is starting off, even though the school year is starting off in June. Um, never heard of that, but hey, it it chase you, chase you for they do things different there. But yeah, I did, I did peep that as well. So thank you for pointing that out. Hey, and in the next chat we have is from Furthausen. Need reason to watch AEW Dark from last night. Willow Nightingale and Willow Utah. Thanks for watching. So I don't need to. (laughs) Hey. Sometimes I will I will not front. I, I always hear from a lot of people that AEW Dark is the better show on Tuesday nights. And I know they had Wheel of Yuta versus uh, Tony Nese in a pure championship matchup. So I'm definitely going to try my best before I do, you know, my podcast at the end of the week. I'm going to try to watch that to see how it was. And Willow Nightingale on any show is a must watch for me because I'm a huge Willow Nightingale fan. Samezies. I think Tony Khan needs to hurry up and sign Willow Nightingale. That's all I can say. But not to upset people who are fans of NXT 2.0. There's an NXT 2.0 show where I should probably do a show with SP3 at some point and talk uh, AEW stuff. But yes, it's NXT 2.0. Thank you so much for coming. I'm checking for Mocha Chats. Any last Mocha Chats? Any, any? No, no, we don't. SP, take it home. Well, I'm just going to go real quick. Who, what's your prediction for next week? Cameron Grimes versus Braun Breaker, NXT Championship, Great American Bash. Oh, my heart wants Cameron Grimes just to spice things up, but my head's telling me Braun Breaker. So Braun Breaker. I agree with you there. Carbello Hayes versus uh, Grayson Waller. I'm going with Melo as per usual. No offense to Grayson Waller, but he has not been booked like a threat since he took out Johnny Gargano in view of AJ Styles. In fact, he's been booked almost like a comedy character. Heck, Tiffany doesn't even want his number anymore. They never go shopping anymore like they used to. So my guy's falling down <laughs> in equity. He's no longer allowed to hold her pocketbook while she goes shame. Nope. Um, nope. Wesley versus Trick Williams, which I feel is one of the more unpredictable matches for next week because it could I'll go either that. way. 
they can they can you know build up Wesley or they can give him more of a story with another setback against Trick Williams. I'm gonna go with Wesley because Trick Williams is the anti Sting. He never wins. That that came out of nowhere. Anti, he's an anti Sting. At least he's not jumping out of the sky and bouncing off wrestlers and splatting on the floor. But I, yeah, I mean his kicks. His kicks are kind of like that. They bounce off of people. <laughs> he's he's trying to be Booker T ninety five. He'll get there one day. He'll get to them. He'll get them Harlem sidekicks one day. Uh, I'm gonna go Wesley as well. Wesley's on the roll. Here's someone they've vested time in as a solo since he's broken up from the team. They they won't mention from that guy, his brother, whoever that guy. All is. right, last one. The the tag team titles, both of them are up for grabs. Who you got? The Creed Brothers versus Kemp and Strong. And who do you got with Roxanne and Cora versus Toxic Attraction? For comedic purposes, I'm going to Damon Kemp and Roderick Strong. I just want to see SP3 just drill into me how I'm wrong and I lost. For comedic purposes, you all can grill me. Damon Kemp and Roderick Strong. These are my guys. They're going to win. Yes, they are. No, they're not. Yes, they are. For disclaimer, he knows it's not. Yes! Creed's all day, and I'm going with the best friends, Roxanne and Cora, for the win next week. Who, really? You? you know what? Heck, yes. you know what? Let's go for it. Let's make Roxanne double champion. They never really tried that. Uh, I'm trying to think about No, I don't think so. Let's go for that. Yeah, double champion, and that way you get Cora Jade stroking her non-existent blonde handlebars. <laughs> Getting after the title in the end. So yes, we talked about, you know, NXT 2.0, talked about big old Cameron Grimes furthering this heel turn that we predicted uh, the first week that he uh, challenged uh, Braun Breaker. And it looks like he is positioning himself to become the next NXT champion. We even reminisced on our uh, our intro about our first, uh, our first getaway together in this uh, podcast world, podcast universe. What what are one of one of the what is one like podcast you want to be on? Because you're 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 a guy that I, I I love that I've been able to see your journey from the start, your rookie year. Now you're in your sophomore season. In your sophomore season, you're putting up. You started off the rookie season as like a twenty point score, and now you're putting up like twenty. 5, 10, and 10. I know you're not a big basketball guy, but those are you, you, you putting up triple double I numbers. To, I used to, I used to be, listen, I used to be a sports guy around the 2010s. I said, uh, F sports, not on purpose. It's just like American time is different. I used to try watching Super Bowls. I had teams I supported, even basketball. I'm a San Antonio Spurs guy back when Tim Duncan was doing his thing, you know, back when Tony Parker was doing his thing. Those were my guys. But yeah, eventually I kind of left it. It's not on purpose. But yeah, I appreciate you. What podcast would I like to do? I ain't gonna lie. I peaked. I wanted Russell Talk. I got on Russell Talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I wanted. Legit. I was like, I went, I went to the young homie. I went to the young homie. Hey, it'd be great if I did Russell Talk. And young homie was like, yeah, I got the, I got the number of the big boss. Hey, and then, and that's what happened. But in terms of like crossover, me and Ross, because I feel like me and Ross Tweddle. You know, our, our explosive personalities, we just F up the screen together. Just expletives and saying things that's not, you know, uh, PG rated. That that's, that would be a great cost of a me and him. But besides that, you, working with you, has been a dream come true. Working with AMAC, you know, it's been a dream come true. We're doing other stuff together. So for me, I'm a lucky guy. That's what you, I'm like, like I said, I'm Kevin Nash. <laughs> I'm great. Well, Anything's extra. One, 
one thing I want you to mark off the bucket list is this Saturday you win jam in the jar and you get your goal that you've been talking about uh for for the for the for the longest since we were doing wrestling daily to uh together that you win the jam that championship that needs to happen crap is on saturday i messaged luke like a goon saying oh, i'm coming home from corner on sunday i'll be home in time to do a victory lap he must think i'm a nincapoop he's like what is he on about it's on saturday he hasn't corrected me you Maybe forgot he... that buddy in the bank is on saturday <laughs> i don't even whoa, watch whoa, whoa, no, whoa, for, i don't watch nxt for, since i'm in the uk with uh i mean technically it's sunday at 1 a.m that the show starts but you you you're not gonna officially be home until like sunday <laughs> Oh, Dios mios. This and his crappy Wi-Fi. He said, he said, you're not needed unless you win. If I win SP, you have to accept on my behalf. I, I got you. I got you. I will tell the wife that we got to keep the chair in the room because if Sat wins, I'm going to be his stand-in for the oh, celebration. Sit. Sit um, is in. Sit. <laughs> take take yes, away the D. Sunny, Sunny, Sunny Panama 3 will be here on the WrestleTalk Podcast YouTube channel to accept the jam in the jar for his tag team partner, his Mocha 2.0 partner, Sat E. But this has been the, I love, this has been the funnest intro and outro we've ever done uh, for Sad E. I'm SV3. Until next Wednesday, this has been Mocha 2.0. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.